Hey, how's it going, Jeremy? <laughs> Pretty good, man. Another another week. Uh, I've been just looking at the news about uh, protesting in in China and everything. You know, it's such an interesting case where they've just been under just such extreme lockdown for so long, and there's just a certain point at which humanity just pushes back, like they just will not take it anymore. And maybe yeah. we're finally seeing that. It's um, amazing to see. Yeah, it's actually interesting. I've heard more more Westerners, more people I like and, and trust, um, talk about uh, the Chinese way recently um, over the last few months about how, you know, the Chinese, they have this very, very authoritarian government and they're happy. The people are happy with that. And I don't want to pretend that I know Chinese culture. I don't. Um, but uh, for me, it seems very much that the, the Chinese government's doing a very good job of manipulating that perception. Because uh, when you actually look in the in in the social media or anything that's coming out of China, I'm not sure the people are that happy with with the lockdowns and the very strong uh, government. So uh, yes, I I'm very much for a bit more freedom for the for anyone that wants it. Well, maybe not anymore. You know, I mean, my opinion is. You know, having having lived in China and stuff, um, that yeah, like on, in general, it, it is actually true that there's probably more support for the Chinese government and Chinese way of doing things in China than people from the outside would kind of expect. But yeah, on that, that's that's actually part of what makes all these protests and so on so amazing because when you combine the you know default fairly high levels of. Uh, of, or like you know moderately high to fairly high levels of general support plus like you said there is still nevertheless a lot of manipulation and censorship and stuff so that means when you see this kind of protest you know that things have really really gone too far uh if it's overcoming all of those sort of uh factors right yeah absolutely i see people are coming in now i've got romits here when wonderful to have you sandra as well sandra's uh and making sure Sandra's getting on the microphone today, no matter what happens. <laughs> and thank you, Sandra, uh, for my uh, um, your contribution. I really enjoyed the eggs and toast. <laughs> okay, I'm uh, wondering where Cheap Lightning is. My wonderful cat is uh, helping co-host today. <clears throat> is uh, still still wandering outside, roaming the streets. <clears throat> I guess we can uh, I can get this party started so wow what a last couple of weeks what an amazing time ah there there we go add uh, invite a co-host lovely to have you with us deep lightning oh and I see some some green glasses that's cool good morning good afternoon good evening to everyone tuning in and welcome to the Bitcoin Cash 22 conference online after party woo um, whether you're able to join us live at St. Kitts, watch the live stream, or hearing us uh, about all this now uh, for the first time, this show is absolutely for you. Um, so joining us today will hopefully be a good mixture of the conference speakers. Um, so just a bit of a reminder of who was actually at the conference. We had Roger Bear, we had the general, John Neary, and we have to call him that now, everyone, sorry. Uh, Chris Swingle, Ramit uh, Goswami. So I'm saying it right, not Goswami. Uh, sorry. Bitcoin Jason, Ryan Giffen, Rolando Bryson, Chris Troutner. Dan Rollick uh, is another name that <clears throat> seems my English tongue has some trouble saying. 
Uh, of course, Sunny Gahani. Hopefully, he's joining us from India today. The two weeks have passed, which is amazing to think about it since the fantastic Bitcoin Cash 22 St. Kitts Conference. And it seems, as far as I can tell, that everyone that was there has finally managed to way, uh, find their way back home again. It took some time. It was quite a long flight to get to some kids. And hopefully most will find their way onto the spaces to join this party. We can already see there's some, some lot of people. Oh, Chris, Chris Troughton is also there. It's fantastic. Lovely to see you, Chris. Um, yeah, more people, the better to try and keep the fire going and talk about everything that we experienced at the conference and if anyone has any questions uh, for what actually happened there, the points that we were discussing and wants any more information, hopefully then we can just talk about that uh, freely. Um, and, you know, it was what I was blown away with was the fact that there was only three months to prepare for this conference. And it was held in a really difficult to reach and expensive part of the world. And uh, nevertheless, we had... Oh, sorry, my, my phone's just beeping at me. We had over 100 people turn up, which I think just shows tremendous um, dedication from the community. And it really makes me think, what would happen if we had more time to plan and prepare this? Um, and it really makes me excited to think, okay, if we're going to have 100 with everything, all the challenges that we had, then what would it look like uh, if we have that more time? And for me, I'm really excited by Bitcoin Cash 23. I think it's going to be wild. And what do you think? 1,000 plus attendees target? Sounds reasonable to me. Like always, this Bitcoin Cash Hangout is recorded and all episodes are made available at rss.com forward slash podcast forward slash fiendish crypto and will be available on Apple, Amazon, Google, TuneIn, Odyssey, you name it, we're there. And please make sure to check out and to listen to this Bitcoin Cash Hangout online. Um, and if you make a contribution towards the work into the conference and these spaces, just go onto my Twitter profile and feel free to tip some green. Talking of green, uh, does everyone here have their green laser protection glasses on? Bally, I see what's going on there. You said you were going to wear them. Um, everyone should be having their green glasses on. They, you know, it's the it's not a it's not a mandatory, but it helps make it clear you're part of the party. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a bit of an in-joke. Uh, hopefully it'll catch on. Yeah, yeah my, my glasses are, are, are real glasses. I haven't been able to transition them onto my profile yet. Ah, okay. Oh, but it's coming. Social media game, sorry. Newbie here. Yeah, it's, it's no worries. So if anyone's not in the loop, this is just a bit of fun. Um, it's just basically green glasses. Uh, so I have some aviators. It's not actually protecting your eyes against lasers, so don't go and look into the sun or into lasers with the glasses on. But the idea is, is that with these, with these laser eye protecting glasses, we are immune to the bullshit uh, of the laser eye guys uh, because we remain firmly in the, in the group of electronic peer-to-peer -peer cash. Um, and I, I think we've, with everything that's going on with the replaced by fee, we're in a great position uh, there. So put on your glasses if you want to join in the fun. And please remember, this is just fun. You can use any glasses you like. They don't actually have to be laser protection glasses. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and I see the wonderful co-host has these glasses. So, uh, CL, I see you're there. Welcome to the party, dude. Do your thing. Oh, oh no. Okay, CL's got some technical difficulties. I'm going to kick him. Remove from co-host. 
And let's get him back on again. Let's see if that works. Okay, while waiting for him, that is Cheap Lightning. Hopefully he'll be joining us and able to speak soon. And I am your host, Fiendish Crypto. Before we begin, and I will be quick, just a quick note on the spaces culture. This is the BCH conference after party. So keep it fun, keep it good spirited, keep the good feelings riding and make sure you get on the mic to share your positivity. You don't need to put your hand up to talk, but if you do put your hand up, we will get you the mic. So let's not waste another second and get the party started. See you're with us. Nope, still not with us. So I'll, 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 oh, Chris Trana requested us get you on. Who had an awesome time at the Bitcoin Cash conference? Me, <laughs> I did. It was it was great. I was I was there the longest of anybody. I enjoyed it so much that I stayed for a whole like week. When you said it, we've been two weeks since the conference. I was like, that's that's crazy because I still spent at least another week in in St Kitts. But uh, yeah, it was it was. It was a blast. I, I had the best, and the 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 best video that came out of it was Sunny spraying everyone in in Buddha Bar with that. That just summed it all up for me, right there. So if anybody hasn't seen that video, uh, check it out. It's actually a really good point. So Sunny, you still owe me uh, for the cleaning of my clothes. <coughs> hint, hint. <laughs> I don't think Sunny's here, but uh, I'll make sure he gets the recording. <laughs> yeah, you were there the longest, Jeremy. Um, yeah, so what did you feel of the spirit of the conference? Um, there was a lot of, I know before there was some negative talks about, um, uh, or some downing talks about the conference. It was only for the rich uh, people of the community. Was that what you saw? Was that what you felt? Well, no, not really. I mean, obviously it did, it did take a big effort, like, to get there. It's not like it was easy to get there, but Proof that's of work, true right? of, yeah, that, and that's true of, anywhere in the world that's the whole point like even running these uh twitter spaces or podcasts or things you just find that people are on different time zones bth genuinely is around the entire world so it's never going to be convenient for everyone kind of thing so when you know yeah it definitely did uh take take some some effort and some doing but it was it was well worth it and it's just kind of a case of yeah, if you're going to put in the effort and be there, then then you can be there. Yeah, it would be nice. Maybe next time we'll have it in a different part of the world or somewhere like if it had been in America or Europe or, or somewhere where it was closer to a lot of people, it would have opened up the field to have uh, more people there. But also, you know, St. Kitts is where all the adoption is. So if anybody else wants it to be closer to them and in an easy location for them, then they should spread a bunch of adoption in their city or in their country and then, you know, organize a conference at that, at that place. So yeah, that was, that was sort of how I felt like there was, there was a good spread of people there as well too. Like not everybody was a billionaire, like a whale, <laughs> uh, you know, there's definitely some high net worth individuals, but also just people from the community, you know? Yeah, I was blown away by the number of people from the community. There's a lot of people that I know, uh, only their Twitter handle. And uh, to get to meet them in real life, see their face and see how enthusiastic they are towards Bitcoin Cash and the underlying politics and philosophy of Bitcoin Cash made me, it was inspiring. I thought that was really awesome. Uh, for me, if it was just meeting rich people, 
it wouldn't be that interesting. <laughs> it wouldn't, wouldn't be so inspired. So, uh, yeah, it was fantastic. And so thank you so much for joining us and also for doing a um, your podcast uh, at the hotel. I thought that was really, really awesome. Uh, and I had a great speech uh, with uh, um, Rolando. Yeah, I think that was one of the best episodes we've we've ever done and yeah i'm looking forward to it. we'll be releasing like it's on twitch now if anyone wants to check it out but we'll be releasing it on all the other uh channels you know in the next uh, day or two but yeah it was great it was great doing some live stuff with people i think we definitely took away some some lessons for that and i think probably the conference as a whole would would be the same where the first time you do anything obviously it's not going to be uh perfect you know we had some audio issues and some video issues and some internet issues and all, and all that stuff but that's that was just Did the we? first time ever doing i didn't that. i didn't no, notice I did. <laughs> <laughs> well i guess the, con- the the conference did but i was i'm talking more about yeah my uh podcast episodes but then okay. you know next time next time it'll be uh it'll be even smoother that's just you know practice makes perfect right so uh, i yeah. thought for a, yeah for a first attempt it was actually went off really what like it's even notable just that there was no like major disaster that came out of it. there was nobody like having health problems or problems with their logistics or anybody you know really upset that they didn't get to spend bch or something like that um i talked to uh joel on the digital cash rundown the other day and he was asking me about it and he said uh so how many of the attendees were able to spend bitcoin cash like what percentage <laughs> and i said a hundred percent and like that, I, I wasn't even expecting that to be a question but he was like thinking like oh was it only some or like well i was like no it was a hundred percent so it just kind of goes to show that uh, that was already taken for granted as part of the bitcoin cash community but from the outside other cryptos are like oh that's a bit strange you know yeah, really strange. I mean, the hotel that we were staying at was also expect- expecting a Bitcoin cash, where I reserved uh, everything uh, with credit card. Um, but it was, yeah, and and uh, but paid for in Bitcoin cash. Uh, um, but it wasn't just at the hotel. And this is the most important thing. You just walk outside onto the street and you've got uh, the, all different types of shops and restaurants that are selling stuff in Bitcoin cash. Um, really exciting to see. And uh, for, for anyone that is, is wondering uh, about about that, yes, there is absolutely Bitcoin Cash adoption in uh, St. Kitts and Nevis. And even at you know the airport, uh, the off-duty, uh, m- the biggest shop there is accepting Bitcoin Cash. Unfortunately, when I flew back, I was with Jonathan Silverblood. We did most of the journey together. Um, it was too early, so we couldn't actually go in there and buy our rum for our breakfast. But uh, it was still nice to see they did accept Bitcoin Cash. Uh, CL, are you are you finally with us? Uh, I, I don't know. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you loud and clear. Hey, hey. so did you watch the conference? Uh, I did. Uh, looked uh, looked amazing. Uh, I think it was like eight hours or something. It was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was long, uh, but uh, yeah, it looked, uh, looked really good. Yeah, it would have maybe been a bit quicker if all the presentations were loaded up in time. <laughs> hey, but it wouldn't be a real conference, uh, a real live thing, a performance, if there weren't some technical hiccups. That's just part of the game. <laughs> well, that, that goes without saying. There's always yeah. going to be some technical difficulties. So. Yeah, and if anyone's wondering, when I was doing the, when the National Anthem was playing, um, and they may have seen me move, uh, I was actually only told about the National Anthem than the fact that everyone had to stand up on the morning. 
to just before it actually happened. And so I hadn't actually heard the national anthem before. <laughs> and so if you watch me carefully on the video, you'll see that I think the song's ended just before it starts off again. So uh, apologies well, there it, to... <laughs> it's quite misleading. It does seem like it trails off in a very natural sort of, okay, we're finished now moment. And then, and then oh, no, we're, we're still going. We're still going. Uh, I, I, I don't blame you. Don't blame you at all. Yeah, I thought that was uh, that was quite funny. It's a good way to start off the day. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Chris, let's get you get you on the mic. Uh, Sandra, I'd love to hear from you um, as someone who wanted to go, as I understand, paid to go uh, but couldn't go. How did you find the conference? Well, thank you for having me on. Can you hear me? Can hear you loud and clear. Great. Thank you so much. Uh, I was up at four a.m. I watched the whole conference from start to finish. And my impression was, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, it was uh, extremely well presented. You could see that uh, everything from the decor, the stage presence, everybody that spoke, it for me, you know, it was just uh, first rate, first class. Does it make me want to go to St. Kitts? Absolutely. Um, I just, you know, and then I learned things from watching the developers. Uh, watching you, Elliot, obviously you did a great job, and then watching some of the other people. But you can see the, uh, you know, and I'll say this, you can see that it there was a lot of money put into it for the presentation. But again, uh, it was just amazing, absolutely amazing. And it just makes me, you know, kind of think about um, going forward that the community really is so important and that the adoption is so important as well. You know, uh, that, and to present it in the most simple way, I think that's the other thing, too. And you guys are doing that. So you did a fantastic job, everybody. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you so much, Sandra. It's very kind words. And this is something um, I'm a very, everything you said, I'm totally agreeing with, agreeing with you um, on every part. I think that Bitcoin Cash is a great technology. And at a certain point, it will just be that. It will just be tech. But up until that point, it, really I, I see it as a very much the social aspect of it is critical and um, what we saw there was the social aspect of it and the networking uh, the promoting of it the learning of it I was just blown away at how many people who are really uh, excited by Bitcoin Cash who really believe in Bitcoin Cash were wondering okay what's this any hedge uh, how, how does that help um, and then they heard uh, John Neary talking about this they're just blown away and and then they were being maybe a little bit overexcited because oh the problem's already solved now we've you know this just is uh, merchants can accept the money and, and it's, uh, it's locked in and it's like well yeah nearly uh, nearly it just needs to be implemented um, but the point is, is that so many people were learnt really important important parts of Bitcoin Cash and I think okay this is within our community just think about how the perception is from without uh, our community so the people looking in um, I'm sure that this really really lit a torch under a lot of people that are looking in and say like, oh wow this, this, this thing's alive and there's lots going on here so uh yeah, I thought uh, for me, I loved the presentations. I think everyone did a fantastic job. And uh, um, General, uh, you're there, right? I'm here. I, I yeah. was just going to say it, it was very nice to see that. Uh, well, it's actually horrible <laughs> to see that people are, are learning that there is a value to having a permissionless money network out there as an alternative. Um, it's a great thing to have, but uh, people are starting to see and run into walls and realize hey, they actually really maybe need this. 
right? So, so it was great to hear that 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 there is growing awareness that uh, that there is actually a need for it, um, of of you know many different kinds of need for it. So, yeah, I, I was I was surprised. It's always nice to to get out, you know, because we're such an online international, like super international community that uh, you sometimes forget there's all these real people out there who who really are. Uh, it's important to them and uh, being there and, and, and meeting people and hearing the voices and, you know, everybody just saying, Hey, this is really important is, uh, is really valuable to, to just to, you know, see real people saying it and, and, and being involved. So that was a very nice thing to see. And who loved John's uh, speech? Give it everyone who loved it, give Peter thumbs up, give a round of applause, show some love. Um, I'm a big fan of General Protocols. I think they're great assets to the community. And uh, and I, I got John up on stage without any of his presentations and just left him there to die. And I failed <laughs> because he did great. <laughs> and just, just my, took it on his own. My proudest moment was that I was the only speaker that somebody interrupted. Um, <laughs> Paul Bazarian was... He was so excited that he was like he interrupted that that the the speech to 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 talk about the the stability issue and I was like oh that was great I was the only one who got interrupted I was very proud of that <laughs> and he wasn't a plant that wasn't planned that was a genuine no, question no, yeah yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I said that in the speech I was like I swear this wasn't planned <laughs> I promise <laughs> yeah. and I, I wanted to mention one other thing the um Jeremy was talking about uh you know the the fact that Joel uh, was surprised, or it sounds like he was surprised that it was just normal, right? That everybody there was spending it. Literally everybody who was there was spending Bitcoin cash um, all the time. Like that was just the norm for what we were doing. It, it doesn't mean that everywhere on the island was accepting, that every single merchant was accepting, but pretty much everything the attendees were doing was was done in BCH, except for stuff that you know went outside of uh, where people were accepting it. But what I was going to say is uh, I really look forward to when the whole idea of the Bitcoin Cash city becomes, you know, kind of a competitive thing or a, you know, collaborative competitive thing because there is more than one place like that. Um, Jonathan and I, who you mentioned, had just spent, uh, well, he had spent like uh, two months, more than two months in uh, Townsville in Australia. And I had been there with him and, we didn't spend anything with BCH the whole time, you know, maybe some uh, exception here or there, but we were there the whole time. Uh, everything we did was in BCH, the hotel, food, all the stuff we did. So, yeah, I just look forward there for the, you know, to being more places like that where you can go and uh, the, the local community and merchants have, have understood the value of it and, start to use it and they don't just accept it right they're using it some of them pay uh their employees with it or contractors with it uh some of them do b2b with it um yeah it's great to see it growing and i look forward to this kind of whatever is going to happen with the idea of bitcoin cash city you know St. kitts and townsville and other places around the world yeah, me too. Jason's here. So I know that uh, Noel um, was looking. He, he's very keen to have the conference in, uh, in Townsville. 
Um, he's also very happy to support it if it's in India or somewhere else, or St. Martin, for example, if it was uh, if they were to beat St. Kitts to the punch and making legal tender. I think, yeah, this friendly competition, I, I, I think this is a great idea. And the, the places that really adopt and accept Bitcoin Cash, they should be rewarded um, with, with uh, you know, Bitcoin Cash community support and having a conference there is a great, a great way of pushing money into that direction. And what I also think is, um, and I, yeah, how many millions of people are into crypto? There are so many people, millions and millions. How many of those millions have actually made a transaction in crypto in real life for a purchase? I'm guessing it's, it's about 0.1% of that. I, I don't know. I don't have the statistics, but I'm guessing it's really a tiny fraction. How many of those people would be excited to go to a crypto conference, but they get to spend crypto? I imagine it would be pretty high. Um, and so I'm, I'm pretty excited about, you know, I really genuinely, I'm quite an optimistic guy, but I think that with the right planning, having a thousand people at the next conference, so at times 10, uh, is absolutely realistic. Uh, and then times 10 from that after the year afterwards and maybe town sales next year. Hey, cheap lining, go for it, man. <clears throat> um, so, uh, John just talked about, uh, his experience in, in Townsville and St. Kitts and, and how, in in both Bitcoin Cash cities, um, basically you're able to do pretty much everything uh, in BCH. Uh, so I'm curious, what is what is I, I guess the opposite of that? What is what what was the biggest hurdle uh, in both of those locations as far as like uh, the least convenient thing or the thing that needs to be improved or or looked at? Uh, could you talk about that a little bit? Oh me. Um, I would just say there was anything really particular that needs to be improved. Um, you you do a little bit of homework to find uh, the places that support Bitcoin Cash that use Bitcoin Cash, um, and and then you're off. Uh, I'm not a guy that that goes around and goes to every single restaurant. I mean, I know some people are adventurous like that, but I'm not so much. But you know, we had we went to different restaurants all the time. There was uh, all kinds of places for, for breakfast, lunch, dinner, different types of food. Um, the hotel that we stayed at, uh, there were several who take BCH. I just chose one. It was quite nice. Actually, it was like we rented the whole, uh, I don't know what to call it, like a cottage. Um, and then there was also a hotel that takes it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> and it was kind of the same in St. Kitts. Actually, in St. Kitts, the transportation always seems to be tough, right? It's Anything where there's a chain and it's a very large chain, they basically, you know, they only do very standard things. And uh, that's always been a challenge. So, so big chains, they're, uh, they're still very, very wary of, of crypto and rightfully so, right? There, there's so much garbage in crypto and so much uh, mess as, is, you know, as we were punching in the, in the FTX bag during the uh, <laughs> the conference, but I, they, there is a lot of mess and, and, and rightful skepticism, so I understand it, but I don't know. That, that kind of thing is normal, right? You always start from niches and from small, and um, and it just starts to get picked up. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. What, what I, I think, though, think... for me, like the... I've been... I love the Bitcoin.com wallet, and I've been making transactions online, but very, very infrequently. And what I did notice was, um, like, it was amazing to be able to pay in crypto and Bitcoin Cash everywhere, or everywhere that I went to. Well, okay, let's change that. Most places I went to, I could get anything that I wanted. 
and it was really exciting to be able to convert that Bitcoin cash into a product um, that I could eat or drink or use or whatever. Um, but I compared it to Apple Pay. So I've got an iPhone um, and I, I, two actions and I've paid. I, I press the button on the side as a double click and then my cards show up and then I can just tap and pay. And with the default settings of Bitcoin.com, um, it was eight actions. And if I was going to be using uh, crypto every day, th that's 400% friction. And, and with the camera uh, and everything. So for me, I thought it was brilliant and I'm a massive fan of this and I can't wait to see this grow, but I, I am convinced that the UX has to improve of the wallets for day-to-day -day payments. Yeah, I mean, that's a little bit of apples and oranges, right? Because that's something where Apple has uh, anointed certain payment methods as official and they're built in and then it's just a totally different game at that point. But yeah. Sure, sure, but the, to the average yeah, consumer, to the average consumer, they don't care. They, 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 you know, they'll just say, "Well, it's payment." It's a, and of course, I understand that there's a lot of challenges to, uh, to, to improve on that. But my, for the next billion users, it, we should be aiming for the most frictionless payment system ever. Is why I'm a, I'm a, you know, for me, I, I'm a big advocate of one coin. I purely from that perspective, if you focus on that one thing, you can make it the best payment platform that is possible to create. So that was my thing. Hey, Chris, you got your hand up. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say that uh, in terms of things that kind of went wrong or sources of friction, one of the things that didn't get enough attention or usage was uh, the ATMs that Sonny set up. He had four. He bought, and I think because it was a surprise to everyone, but he had four of them set up around the island, one there at the conference. And um, what I noticed is, uh like even on the on the taxi ride back to the airport one of the conference attendees he like turned to the rest of us and he was like hey do you guys have any bitcoin cash i can buy and so like right there we we sold him some bitcoin cash uh for cash and i was and you know i pointed out i'm like hey there's an atm at the airport like you can just it doesn't charge a fee you can just buy your bitcoin cash there and so i think that it was a great stopgap even though maybe on this conference it didn't get used as much but maybe in the next conference where it those like I had a hard time renting a moped for for Bitcoin cash. I, I called around to a few places and I couldn't find one that would accept it. Uh, so I ended up having to use cash. But uh, what was great is I could just go to the ATM and pull out the cash I needed. And uh, so right there, uh, having that stopgap method was 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 fantastic. And a lot of that is also due to the the, the legal situation in St. Kitts, where they don't they don't treat the ATM as some special legal thing. It's just like yeah, if you want to put up an ATM, put up an ATM. And uh, because it's so easy for Sonny, he doesn't feel like he needs to charge uh, a fee to, to use the ATM. So that was just a, a wonderful uh, pressure relief valve that uh, I, I think could be used more to overcome some of these sources of friction. Yeah, absolutely. I, and, that uh, was... I haven't actually put in 20 bucks into, the, uh, into this machine and converted. Sorry, others, other way around. I sold some Bitcoin cash. Sorry, forgive me for dollars to test out this machine. I put the money back in and converted it back into BCH. And basically, I didn't lose anything. It was like a fraction of a cent. So um, it really was feeless. So well, well done on Sunny. And this is this is something that needs to get a lot more marketing for, for, the, for the people there on the island. There were some limits, though, right? I think that was also because there was at least one or two cases I heard of, of where like it was only doing like $100 a day or something. And then it like it would cap out. And so several people wanted to use the same ATM and then the third or fourth person found that they couldn't because it didn't have enough 
like you know there was like a limit imposed on it so that might also be another thing that could be i don't know what, why that was whether it was just because it was being tested out or whether there's some regulatory or whatever but uh I, hopefully over time they can increase those those limits as well too i think that would have also uh, reduced the friction there Okay, obviously Shane Sonny's not here. I'm, I'm not aware of any limit. As, as far as Sonny communicated to me, there was no limit. So other than when the machine is full of dollars, then, then it couldn't accept anymore. Which he said was actually an issue because so many people were buying Bitcoin Cash and not selling it. So um, yeah, it'd be great. Maybe if he comes on later, we can ask him that question. Thinking of uh, places you can spend uh, BCH and... Uh... Man, I just uh, actually one more thing I wanted to say before I uh, go on to another point, but um, just the the whole idea that wow, it's surprising that we're spending crypto is is so uh, exciting and then also extremely depressing at the same time because that was all that we talked about right in the early in the earlier years of of crypto. It was all about hey, we're going to use this. This is a new economy. This is money. And it was all about, you know, spending, buying something, finding something to, to use it for. And then somehow that just got lost, like completely lost. Um, and now it's coming back. And that's that's really a, a great thing to see that it's coming back. Like, hey, we can use this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the whole point is to use it. But um, speaking of places that it can be used, uh, Ramit, are, are you... Are you on here is, is your is your mic working because uh i think he's now uh he jumped from from behind to being the the undisputed king of places you can send pch now <laughs> 60 million Woo-hoo! welcome yeah, Robert. Love to see you. Whatever. Just a well, thank you for having me <laughs> thank you for being here it's an honor yeah. i'm not worthy <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know if uh, John, that was a question, or was was the question that whether I'm on here or not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's just amazing um, that that you you guys have figured it out and set it up so that uh, anywhere you go, uh, that people are in India, they're using UPI, which is pretty much everywhere that you can pay. With yeah, UPI. I think uh, that's that's an amazing accomplishment. Yeah, definitely. I I, I feel like. Um, you know the the need came from having so many merchants in india right uh, it, it's impossible to onboard uh, millions of merchants manually so we had to find a way to you know onboard all of them at once and uh, thankfully there was a system set up that that helped us uh, do this thing uh, but you know the, the awesome thing right now is uh, once we did announce this a lot of people actually reached out to us and they're like hey you know we we have a similar system in our country. It's not the same. It's maybe not as widely used or as uh, uh, many merchants accepted, but we have something similar. So maybe we can have that as well. Uh, for example, I think we spoke to the Argentinian team and they said that they have something similar there. And uh, uh, I think I'm, I'm looking forward to working with them to introduce a, a feature like this there as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, if uh, people are there from other countries and if you guys know something similar could work out, uh, we would love to, you know, partner and uh, bring Bitcoin Cash, uh, you know, at least acceptance, wide acceptance uh, available there. I think I think that would be quite amazing. So if anyone uh, that didn't catch the conference, Romit was a, a, a surprise speaker um, to the Zapit wallet, which I guess many people have heard of. It now integrates into UPI, which is a payment uh, processor. 
processing system in India, which has access now to over 60 million merchants. So six, over 60 million merchants in a country with 1.4 billion or over 1.4 billion people uh, now can accept Bitcoin Cash. So this is a huge move. And why, you know, there is some interest in doing a Bitcoin Cash conference in India. Um, and it certainly would be a bit closer and easier to get to for me than St. Kitts and Mears. So, uh, yeah. Roy, what do you think about that? Bitcoin Cash 2023 India? I would love that. Uh, Sunny's here. So I think uh, we, we need the confirmation from Sunny if that's actually Sunny. Yeah. Hey, no, welcome, no, Sunny. No, Lovely no, to no. see you, man. I was wondering. I was thinking, when, when's the man showing up? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm, here, I'm here. Actually, I woke up late, man. I, I, I've been. Uh... What do you call just two days in India. Hello, everybody. Working up late. Is, isn't it like I six o'clock in the evening? All the names here that I always used <laughs> to see, but now, now I know them by face. It's so funny. Actually, I can imagine each and every one of you partying and sprinkling all the champagne on you. You know, the memories are so fresh. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was just talking about that at the beginning, Sunny. Yeah, I, I heard. So India would be lovely, but uh, we actually promised... Uh, and Kitsons and Martin that if they do the legal tender first and I think it will be very fair for the country who makes it legal tender to have the conference if it's St. Kitts they deserve to have it again if it's St. Martin they definitely deserve to have it because initially the plan was to have it in St. Martin by 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 someone uh, so uh, India is definitely a great by the way I'm going Romit I'm going tonight to have dinner and I'm going to pay with BCH with zap it and i hope it works eh? yeah that would be lovely take a video pay with upi bch for my dinner <laughs> yeah it'll definitely work uh, i think it would be great if you can spend bch uh everywhere because uh yeah. i think yeah you probably it would be better for you to use uh bitcoin cash right of course of course I'm you just gonna, came I, in so i don't know if you have rupees everywhere in india accepts uh, upi so i'm gonna yep. from now tonight is the first night i'll actually leave the house so i'm gonna pay for my <laughs> Uh, dinner with with uh, via UPI uh, because I cannot have access to UPI. Do you know that? Uh, I yeah, yeah. Use it, but I never because I don't have an Indian phone number connected to my bank account. That's one of the conditions you need to have UPI access. Yeah. So for those who don't know, you you even though you, I'm Indian, my bank my bank accounts of India are non-resident Indians and linked to my USA and Saint Kitts numbers. So I never had access to UPI via this feature. I can now pay UPI, which is double times benefit for me one i can pay with bch and two i can pay everybody with upi with bch yeah, yeah I think is... that's amazing especially for foreigners if they're traveling to india you know they don't really have to convert yeah. uh, currencies anymore they just use bch everywhere they go yeah. that's a I big plus also listen to the recording of uh, before they had a uh, u.s speaking ramit before where balaji said that uh, and a lot of people think that i actually meant St. Kitts, 100% accepts, uh, everybody accepts BCH. No, I said experience, 100% adoption means you can come to St. Kitts and not pay credit card and not pay cash. I didn't yeah. know, uh, I did, never wanted to misguide anybody because the guy said a few times from Argentina that I tried to misguide or something or uh, spread the misinformation. That was not true. I was saying experience, 100% adoption means you can go to restaurants, you can go to gas stations, uh, hospitals not needed, but get a get a COVID test, pay for rental cars with BCH. Uh, doesn't mean everybody accepts uh, the the current number of merchants in Sinkits is 190 out of maybe maybe a thousand max or 800. So 25 percent then 
but uh, and we can we can actually get we can actually uh, confirm this one. We actually uh, had some people getting a doctor on Sunday to do a COVID test paid for in Bitcoin cash. <laughs> I'm not sure if the doctor was that happy about this, though, right? <laughs> yeah, and then Balaji said for send kids to get hundred percent adopted, it'll take five years, which is not true. If I if we really go around uh, everywhere uh, pushing, uh, it it will not take five years. It's a very small country. Uh, for five years to take BCH adoption. Now, especially uh, after the PM announced it that he's going to consider it legal tender, you have no idea how our phones have been ringing. Uh, but uh, definitely more adoption means uh, more time. Uh, season has started two to three cruise ships daily, every day. Uh, so it's just uh, we have to do more work and go to places. Now, especially we have the two-way machines and people can taxi drivers before where we're hesitant uh, Elliot, as you know, that they would get 20 bucks and then it'll become 15. Or how will they cash it? But now they can just go anywhere with the ATM and cash it. Uh, they are themselves. More and more taxis are calling <laughs> to be a part of the onboarding themselves. So now we have to just start an ad that let them, that the whole idea is it's decentralized. People should be able to onboard themselves. That they accept BCH, download the app and download the wallet and do it yourself. You know, do it yourself uh, should be the next uh, promotion besides Chris uh, Trautner coming and assisting some people to accept PCS via online. Like I said, we did a job where they, the merchants accept. Now let them start accepting online. Yeah, so I think this is a really good plan. So Chris, just before we jump in, just a one quick question, because this was something that Jeremy noticed um, uh, when he was there, was that the ATM seemed to have some sort of a limit on it and only about 100 bucks or something or 200 bucks uh, could be transferred a day. Is that actually is that true that the that, uh, machines? I, okay. Uh, what happens now? The ATMs are connected to a wallet, and people are using it right now. All the ATMs are out of stock, like from yesterday. So I'm waiting for it to be refilled with BCH. And on, uh, I mean, bro, how much can we? I mean, the, the ATMs were there not for people to buy twenty thousand US dollars, and and or ten thousand US dollars. The ATMs are there because one thing is you accept BCH. We are onboarding merchants to accept BCH. Second thing is, how do they get BCH? They're not going to go open an online account, exchange account, pay credit card. So the ATMs were there to facilitate everybody to buy 100, 200 of BCH, to shop Amazon, Purse.io, whatever, to, to, to go to restaurants, get maybe $500. But people are buying five thousand and ten thousand <laughs> and emptying it. Sorry, time. sorry, that was that was me. I was uh... <laughs> yeah, and emptying at the same time. So and and all the ATMs are linked, right? So now, uh, man, it's it's been. How do I differentiate it now? When when you come and you want your genuine genuine buyer user, you want five hundred dollars of BCH, which you're gonna keep in your wallet, go spend and give the merchants business, do some shopping. Or if I put five thousand dollars and you just buy all the 5,000, empty my ATMs. So my issue is now, do we put a charge? If I put a charge of 5%, then the regular people will be affected. They won't buy anymore. They will say, why should I use BCH compared to a credit card? So this weekend, we'll make a decision, a big decision on, on, on how to handle this properly. This is a tricky situation, man. But maybe I, I would say if you put a low fee on there, so for example, if it's between 1% and 2%, then it's still... Uh, it would still prevent that, but it's not coming at a, a too big issue for the for the merchants. Mm. You know, a credit card transaction fee is going to be, I guess, in the uh, um, Caribbean, probably five percent. No, 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 no. It's less than it's just two percent. In the five uh, percent credit card fees doesn't exist, man. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, but, but, it's 
It's 1.75% in Australia. So if you're under 1.75%, you're, you're good. Yeah. Yeah, but the whole, but what I want to offer is, uh, is see when a taxi driver comes, so he gets his $20 from you. You took a ride, Jason, and he wants to cash it. Let him get his $20 back. Not even one person should be deducted. So we'll have to make some adjustments where when you cash out BCH, it'll be 0%. They'll get cash uh, because nobody's cashing out. 99.99% is take buying BCH, right? So for that, we'll have to adjust the two ways and find some ways out. And we'll, we, we're going to do this very soon. Uh, so it, it actually, uh, we, want the, we want a cycle of BCH on the island. And not that people are buying 10,000 and sending it out. And now we are stuck thinking what happened to the ATMs, you know? Hey, Finish, maybe could we take a couple of questions? There's been a couple of people wanting to have the questions. So JZA and then also uh, Ray uses Bitcoin Cash and uh, Swerve, if you're still in the chat, I'll try and give you guys a chance to uh, speak maybe. You know, b before we jump into that, I there's just something I wanted to make sure that got talked about in this in this meeting. And um, one of the things I, I really took advantage of during the conference was the fact that everybody was at the same hotel and we all ended up pretty much having breakfast at the same place. And so I really took that opportunity to have these brainstorm sessions with, with a lot of you. And there were two conversations that, that I really enjoyed having that kept coming up. And one of them was, yeah, how do we make it easier for the merchants to start accepting stuff online? How could we build like say a local um, a local business employing local people to help local merchants make that transition, both online and offline acceptance. And that, that also naturally led to the second conversation, which is, which is education, an educational program to like to, to train people in the islands. Like, you know, some, one of the brainstorms that a lot of people uh, liked talking about was maybe hosting a hackathon to help find the best and brightest technical minded locals that then, uh, you know, we could, uh, once we sort of filter the cream of the crop there, you know, that sort of leads into, okay, how do we train them to train others? How do we train them to to do the, the sort of merchant adoption? So I just want to make sure that we're all collectively thinking about these questions. And uh, if we get a chance to talk to Orlando Bryson, um, I, I'm, I'm real curious to see what he thinks uh, from the educational angle uh, there in St. Martin. And, uh, and, you know, how can, how can we, how can we not? How can we educate and uplift the local population to and, and sort of deputize them to do a lot of the heavy lifting for us? Yep, I couldn't agree with this more. And the education is really important. What I I can't stress this enough that uh, uh, when the next crypto boom and bust occurs, those islands need to be profiting from everything that's happening there. <laughs> so they need to be a lot of education on the way up as well as on the way down. And uh, uh, otherwise, I fear that uh, everything that's done there could end up being sort of lost. JZA, you had your hand up. Would you like to uh, add something in there? Hi. Do um, I sound well? Can you hear me? Uh, I can hear you loud and clear. Great. Awesome. So uh, I just uh, want to, to put my two cents on it. I didn't attend to uh, the event, unfortunately. I followed it on, on YouTube which uh, was great, and a lot of the topics were, were pointed out from what I'm about to say. But I think the conversation needs to expand a little bit. I think, like, um, there's a lot of talk about BCH being cash, but I think we need more broader knowledge in, in that space 
So for example, how payments are being done around the world, which is a topic that we already mentioned here, and how it's being done in India, how it's being done. I, I, I didn't hear anything about Brazil, which was, because Brazil is the third country with bigger uh, app payments around the world. Um, and also uh, other countries that are actually uh, getting in those uh, national systems to be able to, to do payments through the app. And the other conversation is that we really need to up our game on the technology, the hardware that we have. I mean, we're doing QR payments, which was cool in 2015, but we're in 2023. So we really need to get more into like the current technology like like um, NFC and, uh, and um, wearables, like uh, smartwatches and also auto payments and we really need really really need to fix subscriptions because a lot of the internet at least in, in this uh, SaaS world in this software as a service uh, rely on subscriptions so those are the challenges that I think we really need to talk about and we we need to get ourselves a little bit more smart up about it like what is going on in the hardware space in the software space in the national space uh, all about payments that's I guess a really really important point is there anyone here that's really uh, on a bit more knowledgeable with cash tokens emergent I see you've just unmuted maybe you want to take that with what's coming out next May I do want to take this um, and, and no not not even about cash tokens I mean that that's uh, all kinds of other things as well but um, uh, I'm going to kind of channel my inner Jonathan Silverblood here uh, yeah there's so much work that needs to be done uh, to make it useful, right? And and that's all about this that I mentioned, coming back from the uh, whatever La La Land uh, crypto has been in back to, you know, reality and foundations and just making use of it. And it is money. Uh, and, and as you said about payments, specifically about payments, there's so, so many ways that payments can be improved. And uh, uh, Jonathan has a lot of ideas. Others have ideas. Uh, the NFC uh, making backups easy, making it easy to get started, making it easy to onboard, all of those things, uh, as Sunny discussed also. So, yeah, uh, the, and then the wallets, the people doing wallets is the, the kind of key, one of the key touch points where that can happen. And uh, I think uh, Paytaka is working on uh, making payments better. Zapit is also obviously uh, working on that. Zapit may be the best uh payments wallet out there. Um, Bitcoin.com has kind of changed focus and, and moved on to, to other issues. And it would be great if Bitcoin.com also, you know, gets back into, hey, let's, you know, absolutely minimize the friction between from zero to payment, uh, you know, with NFC and, and, and all of the, 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 the user experience issues. I mean, they, they have the expertise to do it. So it'd be wonderful if they get back into that. And in the meantime, you know, there's, there's, there's competition. Zapit's uh, probably the leader there on, on ease of making payments. So yeah, there, there really is so much room. And specifically you mentioned, uh, JZA, you mentioned uh, recurring payments. Um, that is something that now we have uh, last year upgraded smart contracts or was it this year things are so fast now with the upgrades um maybe this year we've upgraded with the numbers and the uh the the capabilities of smart contracts on bitcoin cash and we have enough now that we can do recurring payments it's just that nobody's doing it 
uh, and, and there is work to do. It's not an easy thing to do, but uh, that is something that is totally in reach now. Doing recurring payments, uh, you know, either uh, in BCH terms or you could do your recurring payments in INR terms now that we have oracles and standards for oracles and we have the smart contracts that know how to use those and price things. It's all in reach. It's all there. Uh, it just needs to get done. And uh, looking for entrepreneurs who say, hey, hey, actually, I could do that uh, and, and, and just jump into the game. So, yeah, I'm also looking forward to payments, you know, becoming a frictionless thing in all forms. And on the subject of, uh, I'm um, sorry to cut you off, man. Yeah, it's just uh, a couple more topics. Another one is micropayments. And the other one is auto payments. So payments that doesn't need authentication every time you want to need a pay, uh, to make a payment. I know that a lot of uh, NFC cards allows you to uh, spend up to $25 in Europe without needing to do any pin or authentication. So you can basically jump in, get your sandwich, just put your card and on your way you go. That's about it. Yeah, it's yeah I think we're, we're building that stuff. It really is. Uh, if I can hop in real quick, there was a, a time where uh, Silverblood and I were, were tinkering around with NFC stuff, and I ended up making a uh, uh, a payment code, like with the Bitcoin cash address equals amount and then whatever. And uh, it was untested, but I have this, this theory that if you take one of those NFC cards and it's below the Bitcoin.com threshold, then I can just take that one card uh, that's got my address on it and tap it to the back of people's phones and just collect these micro payments as long as they have an internet connection. So there's, it's just definitely potential, but there's also room for exploitation there. Can I just jump in? Uh, with respect to the auto payments and recurring payments, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of the ARC system, uh, which was built by the CTO of Zapile Kuldeep. Uh, so we are looking into using using that smart contract to introduce a service that would make it easy for having recurring payments and auto payments. I should be so ready sometime within two or three months, actually, because we are working on a few other things as well. Uh, but yes, Zapit Wallet will have the ability where other platforms can connect with the wallet and allow for recurring payments um, and also auto payments. So we are working on it. It's not like nobody is working on it. Hey, it's just you know, great it's to hear take time to build. So, yeah. Where is Kuldeep? Is he here? Uh, no, I'm not sure where he is. <laughs> sorry, oh, you can sorry. tell him he's, we miss him. Awesome t-shirt shop right now. He, had the best <laughs> he did. It's true. Yeah. Uh, Ray uses Bitcoin Cash. Uh, you, you, if I'm not mistaken, you had your hand up, right? Hi, all. Um, and hey, it's good to be back on uh, Twitter Spaces. Sorry, I um I was having some issues. I'm using Android phone, and um, I thought it was a bit of a flaky internet because I'm here in uh, in Reading. Uh, just a couple of quick things. I wanted to say a huge thank you to Jeremy, um, yourself, Elliot, and um, also Roger for um, being able to host the um, uh, the live stream virtually. That's re really, really helped people, uh, people like me out that uh, have been um, m many miles away. So we just want to say thank you so much for everyone involved in um, sort of making that um, that possible. Uh, one other thing I want, wanted to say was um, I've had um, 
that for the people that follow me on YouTube, I've got a, a small channel that's called Ray Uses Bitcoin Cash. Um, and um, I've actually would like to make announcements. I think I've been working sort of around the clock for the last few months. Um, I've got basically, um, uh, it's a, really a buy-to-let property, and it's now ready um, to get potentially new tenants in. And I'm prepared to now offer the property uh, and uh, ten potential tenants are able to pay their rent, their water bill, their electricity, gas. Um, they can even get up to a gigabyte broadband um, uh, in in this property in Reading. And uh, I'm going to be starting to put that on the market very soon. So it'll be the UK's first property uh, to accept Bitcoin Cash for rental payments and all bills. Fantastic. Well, well they have to pay in Bitcoin Cash or is it, they have a choice? They, they have a choice between a fiat okay. or, or Bitcoin Cash. So I, it'd be I interesting to see if they do. Uh, if you do get someone that's paying in Bitcoin Cash, it'd be awesome. I want to see an update on that. And cool, how cool, many cool. people are in this uh, property? Is this like a commercial uh, thing or an apartment block or a single place? What What is it? Uh, th this property here is uh, basically a re residential property. It's a three-bedroom, semi-detached um, property in uh, the RG1 area of Reading. There you go, Jeremy. You've got a new place to move to. It's not too far away from London. It's <laughs> a working space, Jeremy, if you want it, mate. <laughs> You're welcome. It's got a direct train I am line, tempted. Huh? I am tempted. There, there you always, go. always wanted to go to London, and uh, it'd be a pleasure to stay at um, at your place there, Ray. It'd be awesome. A anytime, sir. <laughs> You're most welcome anytime. Um, and yeah, just to reiterate what you said there, Ray, so the video of the videography, so these were um, three people uh, flew in from uh, New Hampshire to uh, record this. They put in a tremendous amount of work beforehand, uh, testing out the kit and really getting a good job. And I have to admit, I wasn't expecting so much. I was just expecting, you know, a, a plain feed. Uh, and when I saw this afterwards, uh, I think it was Rolanda was showing me uh, the, the video. I was blown away. I thought the quality was fantastic. The zoom-ins um, and the different camera angles, you know, I think those guys did a fantastic job. So I just want to say if uh, those people are listening, thank you so much. You made it possible for the whole world to join in on that conference, which I think is a massive thing. And it wouldn't have got as much noise as it did without you there. So, yeah, all my hearts and love to you. And I can't wait to see you again, hopefully very soon. Uh, so thank you, Ray. Uh, He's a Bitcoin. I really hope uh, Bitcoin Cash. I really hope you get someone there, either Jeremy or Bitcoin Jason, maybe coming and uh, renting your place uh, with Bitcoin Cash and paying bills in Bitcoin Cash. And these are the kind of little projects I think we everyone uh, can join in on. If you can get any way ex people's expo uh, exposed to Bitcoin Cash, then um, this helps the project and helps moving and on. Just exposing them to the idea that that it is just money. Um, I still get that all the time. Because uh, I don't typically bring it up as a topic, um, crypto is a minefield in, in general discussion. But uh, but when it does come up, and and I just you know do a simple description of things, and people really still don't have it in their heads, like oh, it's just it's just money. You just you just spend it and buy things because they're like, well, what are you gonna do with your crypto? And it's like, well, you're gonna you you're gonna use it like money. You're gonna buy stuff and and spend stuff and receive income just like money and it's like oh oh it's just money yeah yeah that's it <laughs> so yeah anything where you know people see oh it's an option for payments it's 
something I could pay my rent in. It's something I could receive my income in. Just the more awareness there is of it, the more value there will be that, uh, you know, that there is an option that people have an option to escape uh, CBDCs or whatever fiat that they're currently uh, saddled with or whatever situation they're in, there is an option. Yep, couldn't agree more. Whenever I speak to a lot of people I speak to who are not in the crypto community, which is the most, um, when they speak about crypto, they just say, oh, it's too complicated. No, I, you know, it's like, it's not complicated, it's just money. That's all it is. I really think this messaging, it couldn't, it couldn't be more important. Um, and when they say, well, wh why, why use it? Well, I just mentioned the high inflation they're experiencing. Like, well, the, the idea is that when a cryptocurrency is actually used, then you won't have high inflation anymore because no one can print more of it. Um, that's the idea anyway. But to keep it simple, uh, I think is the, for me, is the important thing. Ryan Gibbon. Hey, man, I see you're there. Um, and you've, you've got the mic. Lovely to see you. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you can also buy, like, a hot dog or anything you want in Bitcoin Cash. <laughs> I, I thought that'd be funny to chime in. Yeah, you can just use it as money. Buy, buy whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Big cost of hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, but yeah, I, I'm actually, it's funny, uh, Ray mentioned he's putting his house up for rent in Bitcoin Cash. That's actually what I'm doing today. I'm running around errands. My house is going back up for rent. And I'm using uh, a company over here that I've onboarded to, to accept Bitcoin Cash for uh, real estate and she's going to help me list it and i i don't know if my house will be the first in the area that you can rent for bitcoin cash uh, my, my rental property but i'm working on that today as well okay so it's and a race the, the winner takes all is ryan <laughs> or, or reuses bitcoin cash can be the first person to rent jeremy come here bitcoin. now <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone got here Move to sunny South Florida and wants to pay the rent in Bitcoin Cash, just uh, hit me a DM. No, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it was really nice seeing everyone, man. Sorry it took me a while. I was just dropping off my kids on the way. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to kind of chime in on a couple things. Uh, one, yeah, I was super blown away with the whole thing. Sunny absolutely crushed it. It was truly top, you know, uh, class. The videography was incredible. We, you know, I think we did a great job representing the community. And I just want to lightly touch on, I think, yeah, some people were saying, you know, it, the 100% experience thing. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's not the right way to go about it. I, I know I was down there with different people. We were traveling on the island and we were onboarding nonstop. Like we, were, we onboarded some businesses and we onboarded more users. You know, so I think the, the point of these conferences, especially if we go to areas with good adoption, is to not just be critical of it, but you know, help the cause. Like this is a new frontier and, we, and the, the country is in a clear direction, a good direction. So like how can we all... Uh, you know, build on that, not just, you know, go say, wow, you know, it's, we're 100% there. It's, uh, it's all about, you know, being that part of the community to help us continue progressing forward. And huge shout out to everyone that, what they're doing over there and uh, the total experience. Thanks so much, Ryan. Um, yeah, I think uh, for me, at the very least, it was uh, the 100% the Bitcoin Cash experience from, uh, what I wanted to, what I wanted to achieve, but I couldn't agree more. Is uh, we should marketing is is one thing, but we uh, we want to be very very honest. Integrity is something that takes a long time to build and is very easily thrown away. Um, but uh, yeah. So um, who I, I, here I here get, is uh, excited? People get surprised so. quite quite often when. Because I, as I said, I don't really bring it up. But if I do buy something or if I'm shopping, I'll just ask, right? Can I pay with Bitcoin Cash? But um, people are often 
they wonder, right? And, and I'm sure uh, Jason and others can talk about this who deal with uh, onboarding and talking to merchants more often. But, uh, you know, just why are you doing this? Who are you? What company are you from? Why, you know, how do you profit from doing this? And it's like, well, it's <laughs> right. It's not what you would think. And, and yeah, so being able to answer that question and understanding uh, it's been good to hear what Ryan and Jason and others uh, have an approach to help people understand like, no, wait. Yeah. I mean, you might profit from this. There, there is like price things going on, but no, there's a reason that all of us actually care about this and, and want to provide an optional way, provide an optional money, right. A different way to do things with money. Um, anyway, sorry. I, I didn't really have a, particular point but but people get <laughs> surprised like why 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 do you care about this yeah that, that, that yeah was exactly and, and and that's why we're here <laughs> talk about it yeah go ahead bro, Brian. that that was a, a big you know conversation over uh, thanksgiving of course you know everyone's talking about you know what is this you know you're, you're giving a little crypto to all your family everyone's like oh yeah like uh looks like it's going really bad that whole ftx thing and you have to explain the differences so there's so much education needed so we have to be a part of the solution and just try to you know say like you know why 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 are we doing it uh and, and it may be different for a lot of people and i just it just for some reason it popped in my head like i saw like um well, like a, a youtube short of somehow and i don't know like how we could get him more involved possibly or like yeah kanye west had his accounts frozen like his apple pay like 120 million dollars and like that's just an example of like why like there's you, you don't have do this like you could like have your own money and like nobody could freeze it and like the only reason like that's interesting is because like it's a, it's a recognizable person uh but it happens to people every day they have issues with you know not being able to have full control of their money and you know just because it's not happening to you today doesn't mean it can't happen to you tomorrow yeah it's anybody who's ever faced a bank run um right anywhere where there's been heavy inflation the banks suddenly locked down uh, there's all these walls around you and you don't, you don't realize they're there until it's too late sometimes. So yeah, the, the more we can get people to use this alternative money and uh, another way of, of, uh, of dealing with money and commerce, uh, the more people are going to be saved from, uh, yeah, being trapped inside some of those walls. There, there's this thing that I've noticed that it's like, you know, people, like some people like know they can have their own control of their funds but like they feel like they're more likely to lose it than someone else. So they want custodians. So I think that like, there's still like that may be true on some levels, but I also tell people like, no, you should really care about your money and like where it is. Like but they don't always uh, want to view it that way. And, but therefore like you, we could find more reputable custodians in the market. To me, it's an odd thing though, that people, you know, really are, they're more scared of themselves losing their money than someone else losing their money for them. Well, the thing is, with having an alternate money system available, it gives custodians an option also. So a well-behaved custodian um, now has options also, right? They can use a fiat system or they can use this other permissionless money system and they're going to find benefits to it, right? So it's going to help keep everybody more honest, the, the custodians, the fiat system, everybody. So, yeah, that there's no reason to say uh, it can only be done in one way. Uh, yeah, I, I like having the conversation. The of not your keys, not your coins is, is more my way. But I totally understand that, that there's other people who do things different ways and it's going to benefit everybody. 
once you get into these nuanced conversations, I always take it to like percentages of net worth. I love having that discussion with people, especially people who are 60 years old or older. They're thinking a lot about their net worth and their, and their allocations. And, uh, you know, so I just walk them through it like, okay, well, how much gold uh, do you ha- like physical gold do you have? Um, and, you know, especially older P60 and older, they, they like talking about gold. And that's a great in and, you know, it, it comes down to just uh, event planning, like like it, especially unexpected events. And, you know, that's, uh, you know, the, what we talked about of Bitcoin Cash can can help you in these in these sort of events where when things lock down in, in bad situations. And so having that conversation with gold is a natural natural tie into that and 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 that helps them diversify that that's why i i gave a lot of people those those laser etched cards and i was telling everybody that's how i onboard people because um i can just give it to them there's no download there's no batteries it's a physical object people are really good about protecting physical objects um and it's just a great way to to, to start that conversation yeah thanks for that so much chris Jason A, you've had your hand up for a while. Would you like to add something? Yeah, um, I, I just want to mention a little bit about uh, your conversation with fellow crypto people. <laughs> so not really the people that don't know uh, crypto, but the people that do know it. Uh, and this is a different conversation I have uh, with, in another space. The importance of focusing on censorship-resistant blockchains, especially now that we had the FTX, debacle, the Solana issues, the issues with other chains that have been basically funded by VCs, and they're very centralized, but nobody really wants to talk about it. So Ethereum, wink, wink, not much. So all those things, we, we really need to... Uh, also remind people how to centralize Bitcoin caches and how uh, censorship resistant is. So uh, just a thought about, you know, for your conversations with your regular uh, altcoiner, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, and I think think this is a really important part, like especially for people in crypto because uh, it's important. And I definitely think that the whole permissionless um, aspects needs to stay part of some sort of level of marketing. Um, because it's the kind of thing that you can pivot on with FTX and all the crypto scandals. I always say to people, hey, this has got nothing actually to do with crypto. This is why Bitcoin was invented, was to stop these centralized points. So I really think this is an important aspect. What I do think, though, is for the next billion people, the 99% of the people that aren't exposed to crypto yet who won't, who, who don't really understand why decentralized isn't the problem, the main marketing aspect that will get them into using Bitcoin Cash it's just its convenience, the fact it works, the fact it's, uh, and what I, what I basically, when you start talking about decentralized, and even when I start, you know, using real examples of Canada, I think Canada is a great example because uh, this is a, a modern, democratic, uh, relatively safe country that use very autocratic methods to stop people's bank, uh, bank accounts working just because they supported um, protests, peaceful protests, but uh, by and large. Um, even when using that as an example, they don't quite, they're not quite getting it. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely think within the crypto is so important and it definitely is an important sub message. But I just think with new people, be wary about using too many of these words that seem to us so obvious why crypto was invented. But to the average pundit on the street, they're going to be like permissionless peer to peer blockchain. Um, oh, this is all too complicated. Do you know what? I'm going to use my CBDC. <laughs> <laughs> to be but, wary, but it's so. important not to confuse the centralization with censorship resistance because censorship resistance is the key really uh, the problem here is for example there's a lot of talks about Twitter and Elon Musk 
and being censored, being taken off the platform. So there is a lot of awareness about censorship around the internet, which doesn't even talk uh, touch uh, crypto, but still important. So I've been pushing Memo Cash for all these people that are looking for Twitter uh, alternatives, especially because, well, at the end of the day, if anybody remember that, that conversation with, between SBA, uh, SBF, the guy from FTX, and Eric Borges, where they talk about email, and then they said, well, if, if you're cool uh, um, uh, putting laws around payment, why you're not cool putting uh, laws around email? And what's the difference between payments and speech? And that is an important conversation that people should have, and that's where censorship really takes a life of its own. And that's the thing that many crypto people don't understand because crypto people are new. I mean, a lot of crypto people join in because of NFTs. So that doesn't mean that they understand what censorship resistant means. Uh, decentralization gets touched and thrown a lot. So it kind of lost a little bit of of meaning to a degree because they want to, to, to add, oh yeah, we're decentralized. But the censorship resistant is not really touched. And I guess that was my point. I think on that on that topic, I'd really like to sort of make the make the point that uh, you can approach these people that you're saying that are already a bit interested and have already looked into crypto, or maybe they've yeah they've done NFTs or they've done something. You can pitch them differently to the way that somebody who doesn't know about crypto or who isn't you know is coming at it fresh. That's where the kind of it's just money angle uh, sits. But for people who are already interested and maybe have a bit of background knowledge, one of the things that can really get the message home to them is if you tie in a bit of the history and you explain about Bitcoin Cash uh, and Bitcoin, because that that gives the idea that it's lasted since 2009. You know, it is the oldest crypto project and sort of implicit in that, or you can explain into that, is also the fact that there is no CEO and there is no company and there is nobody that can shut you down and stuff. People get very confused because a lot of these projects do have central foundations and CEOs and, you know, exchanges behind them that can blow up and all this kind of stuff. But people who are vaguely in the crypto area understand that Bitcoin itself is not like that. So you can very easily tie in Bitcoin cash in there by just explaining about about the fork and then they understand that it's inherited those same properties. So to the extent that you're talking to people who know a little bit about crypto and are already bought into the concept, so they're more willing to sort of deepen their knowledge, you can you can give them a bit more than the most uh, basics. That's kind of a good way because they can instantly understand that, you know, even every other coin might have been created in the last couple of years or might have all these other actors involved. But as soon as they understand that Bitcoin Cash is from the original chain that satoshi created they understand it's long lasting it's resilient and there's no sort of central actors to it so that's that's my suggestion for approaching those those conversations yeah i i had a i had a very abstract uh conversation over thanksgiving it was uh like you know again why to be so involved in it why 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 are so passionate about it and uh, uh, humor me here if anyone thinks I'm um, too far off the, the deep end. But I was like, I, well, I, I think generally the goal of any species is to sustain the light of consciousness. So therefore, like things I look at and interested, like I 
I think can help with that. So I think like tools that create more economic freedom can allow more innovation to create more things in, in for humanity that can uh, allow us to sustain our rate of consciousness. That's a whole goal for not only our species, but any species. So whether it's that or other investments or the cars that I drive, I tend to do things that I think align with that because I think that's most makes most sense from like just being a human. But I don't know if that's too abstract, but <laughs> that's, that's like the, the high level for me. Um, on, on the subject here of, of decentralization and all of it, I don't think that most people who's going to use it in the future cares, really. They're only going to care about if it's going to work and how fast and everything is, everything, how it works and so forth. They don't really care about these things. I think that we live in a bubble. For us, it's natural for the, all of these benefits, but for the most people, it's looking at, okay, I can send money from A to B. It doesn't cost much. It goes fast. I can buy this, this, this better. And and the same goes for CBDCs. Most people, they're already rolling it out now in, in New York. It's a test run, but still, most people not going to give crap about it. As long as nothing happens that they don't like, they're not going to do it. They don't really care. And I think that that is maybe the point we have to start looking for. And maybe, as I, I read somewhere or listened somewhere, that maybe it's we don't even have to tell them if we stop putting things to make wallets, having blenders or anonymity or anything, because they don't going to care. They don't care. It's how how cheap it is and how useful it is. That is what most people who's going to use crypto in the future care about. Then, of course, some people nah. care about, oh, uh, can I get some return from it and sell it and so forth? But that's about it as far as, I'm, as, far as I can see. No, yeah, no, I'm, mate. I'm with you. Let's no. hear from Jason. Jason's got his uh, alternate no. opinion, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, my 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 opinion is very strong about this because my highest rate of adoption has happened when the government started messing around with people's accounts, their ability to work, and who they associate with. Um, so I think the cat is out of the bag that the that the general trend of the WEF and and the world powers are, are moving in a certain direction. Um, though I agree with you that there are some people that are sheep or, or may just go along with a flow of convenience or whatever the government puts out, uh, there is a strong undercurrent of people that want to protect uh, from prying eyes. Just from basic things like for me going overseas, it was a pleasure not to um, exchange into USD. You know what I mean? Uh, that was a convenience thing. But um, I like the ability to uh be private i like the ability to to earn uh income from anywhere around the world and i i like the idea that if the my government shall ever turn against me i've got over 200 merchants that i can shop with and not worried about having my bank account frozen or the, or endangering their their financial status um we've got indigenous um uh, aboriginals here in australia accepting bitcoin cash because they see the need that they need a currency uh, to use in their own tribes. Now, this might not be a big thing for you, but it's a big thing for me because I'm building a financial ecosystem, Noah's Ark type system, you know. And I think that I think there's a growing tide of people understanding that there's going to be a need if we and if we don't stop 
if we don't start walking the walk and talking the talk and having these things implemented so the people that are that are not like us that that do are are not forerunners um they need they need they need uh people tried and tested a, a system out and, and set these foundations which we are all building so they can um easily follow through yeah but jason uh, i don't think not australia wasn't saying that the fact that bitcoin cash is permissionless and decentralized is the bad thing and that shouldn't change us that wasn't the point it was what I understood was the point was is that the next billion people who go into Bitcoin Cash will will be looking actually at other, at other things. They'll be using it because it's convenient, because it's quick, because it holds its value. And I can see, you know, of course, your experience in Australia, um, if, I guess it matches also now maybe people in Canada, at least I'd hope so. What I can say is people in UK, uh, I, I know a lot of most of the people that I know are not into crypto and they don't care because they haven't experienced this directly. And there was there was a bank run um, not so long ago in 2008 with Northern Rock. I think it was 2008. Um, and, they, you know, they read the newspaper. They hear about what's going on in Canada. But, hey, it didn't happen to me. It didn't happen to me. It won't happen to me. It happens in another country. It happened to another bank that I wouldn't use. My bank is safe. My country is oh, safe. And so I concur uh, with that. And so what I what I, and that's why I'd say I think the permissionless thing should be a secondary marketing. I think it's really important always to be there because it allows us to pivot um, when these things happen. It's like that's why Bitcoin Cash exists, but it's not the marketing strategy that will get the most normal people in countries where they haven't directly experienced that. And of course, that doesn't match with your experience, uh, Jason, because you, of course, when someone experiences this themselves. They are gonna they're gonna look for an alternative, and that's why you're making such a great uh, um, you know work there. And I know that is the case of me. If if I knew like a lot of my friends and family were affected by a bank run or something, then, or, or the you know a complete breakdown of trust with with how they can use their money when CBDCs comes along, for example, then it'll be so easy to sell Bitcoin Cash. But up until that point, for the ninety nine percent of people that don't have those issues where they're not directly impacted, there has to be another another angle I'm, I'm, which is yeah, well, easy like, like a world currency you can go on holiday to st kitts and neighbors you can go to townsville you can go to india you can go to you know all the other countries we're going to adopt this is a fantastic selling point with you don't have to go and change your money and be charging a huge exchange fee to change it from euros to dollars and back again and whatever agree just get bitcoin cash and you can go around the world and see all these wonderful places and it's cheap it's efficient it's fast and it holds its value let me, um, let me let me jump yeah. in, Phoenix, because I want to take this much, do much further than what you're saying. <laughs> Please <here. do. laughs> Um So, uh, no. Um, what the... the, the <laughs> no, the general aspect. Of it, <laughs> the permissionless aspect of it is not a marketing point. As, as you said, it's the foundational aspect. And as I, I believe it was Jay-Z was saying, uh, censorship resistance... Uh, is another uh, kind of aspect of the same point. The permissionlessness and censorship resistance of it is the absolute foundation of it. Without it, you're literally doing an inefficient PayPal or, or something like that. There's no point to it. And not only that, uh, the, the reason I said no is because not because it's an ideological thing, but the conversations that, that, that were just had just now remind me very much of the early days of the internet. And if you go back and you look at old articles and, and like, it's actually hard to find uh, articles and news um, broadcasts and so forth at the time, because it just nothing was digitized at the time. But um, these are the kind of conversations that people were having. 
And these are basically the scrabbling around in the dirt conversations like, oh man, there's the internet, but who needs a homepage? Everybody doesn't need a homepage. That's going to be silly. That's just, that's, 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 that's uh, not, not feasible. It's not interesting. People aren't technical. Not everybody's going to make a homepage, right? And it was like, whatever, totally missing the point. There's, <laughs> there's this whole massive, incredibly dynamic and complex ecosystem that emerged from the internet. It wasn't something that people could fathom at the time that it started being used. They had completely wrong ideas around it. Like I said, scrabbling around in the dirt. Um, the permissionless aspect enables things that are not possible with the current uh, financial ecosystem, with the legacy finance and the way things work today. So uh, we're, we are here scrabbling around in the dirt and the things that are gonna, gonna be possible with money and economy uh, are going to be fundamentally different because of the permissionless aspect and the censorship resistance, uh, because what it does is it reduces friction. Now, when I build a product based on a protocol, then I can use it for my product. And then Paytaka, uh, I don't know if they're here today, but uh, Paytaka can say, hey, I like that protocol. I'm going to use the same thing. Now, we two companies completely unrelated with no contracts, no, you know, nothing written on paper and some kind of uh, whatever uh, legal contract, uh, whose country do you choose? You know, um, we don't have any of that. And we are frictionlessly uh, uh, both competing and cooperating. Now these two companies are using the same protocol with the same network effect. Uh, with no effort whatsoever, right? We're both using the AnyHedge protocol um, and, and, and benefiting from each other's work. Uh, so no, it's not just something that you can use as a pivot. It's the foundation and it's going to change the way commerce and finance works. It just hasn't happened yet because like I said, we got lost in La La Land, not we. Bitcoin Cash didn't really get lost, but uh, crypto uh got lost in la la land but we're coming back and uh sure. we're going to show the way it works so yes but of i don't see the john the, the difference experience. like what you what you no, your no, end wait, game is exactly what i user experience yeah, sorry. <laughs> no let me finish user experience is absolutely critical there's no question about it and it's going to improve and it's going to be great it's going to be wonderful uh we have to improve it right it, it does kind of suck right now but uh um, yeah, yeah so just going back to your point. So I like your vision of the future where it's going to go. I mean, I absolutely 100% agree with you, of course, that's where it's going to go. It's just where maybe there's a difference is the, the stepping stones to get there. I think you um, and it should always be, of course, it's the foundation of, of why Bitcoin Cash exists. Um, but necessarily the hook, what you, the, the way you hook people in doesn't necessarily have to be what the outcome is. What you want people to be doing is utilizing it and using it in everyday life. And then they, then they realize the benefits and then you get the emergent properties that come out of this amazing technology that allows everything that you said. So the end game and, and the importance of this technology, of course, I am 100% aligned with you. I'm just, it's just talking about how do we get people into the ecosystem, the regular Joe, the average person, uh, and uh, so you sort of attract them with one thing, but they, they stay for the other thing. That's 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 my argument. <laughs> no, it, it's what GZ, it's what JZ said. It's going to be. Oh no, sorry, and it was Nolan. I think no no no. Uh, yeah, I can't say the name, but uh, it's going to be useful for people. 
making it useful for people in new ways, uh, novel ways, making new things possible for them, it is going to be one of the big hooks. So yeah, not all of them are here and there are stepping stones, absolutely. But the hook uh, is not just a, a, like a switch thing, right? There's actually gonna, businesses are gonna profit by using crypto. It's gonna make sense for them, just like the internet. At the beginning, people had no idea what to do with the internet. They had no clue how to, how to make use of it to run a business. There were huge debates about, oh, well, should my business do like an internet thing or nah, that's, that's too complicated. But then, you know, 10 years later, it, it's a no brainer. If you don't have some kind of presence on the internet, it's a very rare case. It's pretty much a, a requirement. You're doing e-commerce in all kinds of places. It's, it's a massive part of the economy. So yeah, what's going to draw people into it is that they will be able to make money and benefit their lives from using it. That will be the hook. Yeah, yep. but what made the yep. uh, internet big? I mean, I'm, I remember I sat on 56K modems and I had to go and buy a disc or get a disc to even come out to the internet. Most people had no idea how to build a website. I mean, have you seen the early versions of like Dreamweaver or stuff like that? Now it's like... <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Not nowadays, plug and play. Most people, real. That's that's the level we have. And yes, I mean, censorship resistance and all of that. I, I would say that it that is a feature as well. But to keep things going, keep business going, that sense that it doesn't disrupt the flow of your business to my business or whatever. I think that that is a better approach. I mean the the. To, to, sell, to sell the internet at that time, okay, you want a website? Well, you, you're going to have to buy Dreamweaver or you're going to have to sit there and, and crack the code yourself. I mean, most people didn't do that. It was very few that made websites and even to get it to work. But after a while, you know, nowadays we have Wix so we can basically make a website in what, no time at all. That that's it's what you're gonna have, and I mean you talk about censorship resistance stuff like that. I mean when when the, when the, um, torrent cash went down, I mean most people is like, what happened? There was a big bang in the beginning. Then afterwards, like eh, no one really cared, and and there it goes. It, at least the big internet i would say that really didn't care they don't i think most people don't understand what the american government did there and what what how big of a change it actually is for crypto and that is at some point we 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 and try to people try to explain to people what is all of this is it's not going to happen because most people if it doesn't happen to them on on facebook or or twitter we can see it now with elon musk taking over I mean, some people is like, "What? I'm getting banned for this? No, 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 no! I, I don't understand why and so forth." I mean, that is the level where you have. It's like lightning from a blue sky. Most people don't know the rules, don't really care. You just want it to work, and that's about it. That is the level you're gonna be on. And if you can lay on that level, and you can use to say, "Okay, this is gonna help your business further," because. Um, it doesn't stop the flow. It helps you to do business despite what the government's going to do. Then that is better because as long as everything flows from from point A to B, everybody's happy. But once it stops, everybody's going to ask what happens. And most people don't going to ask why. It's like 
okay, what do I do now? That's about it. I think I think everyone can agree with that. Basically, whatever the technology offers, it has to work and it has to offer the end user something that improves their life. Uh, the Bitcoin Cash podcast, I saw you've had your hand up for a while. And then, Chris, I'm going to get to you and then I'm aware of the time. Um, we'll have to wrap, wrap things up pretty soon. So, Jeremy, go for it. Yeah, well, this is obviously a good debate, but I think everybody needs to keep in mind that it's not a one-size-fits-all approach, all right? So if you're talking to somebody who doesn't care about any of this stuff, then, yeah, you can hit them with the, okay, it's cheap and easy and convenient, bang, ding, it works. And if they are somebody exactly. who cares about it, then you can get, you know, give them the full spectrum of all, all what's behind it. And the other thing to think about is it's true that people who have not been personally affected don't care. But there are more and more and more of those people every day. So we're, we're on a rising tide. So you don't need to, if somebody's not interested or doesn't care or whatever, don't waste your time with them because there's plenty of other people that, you know, like nobody cares that it's censorship resistant until FTX blows up and all their money's gone. Suddenly they <laughs> do care. And there's a lot of those people. So when that happens, those are the people to seek out and spend your time talking to because they've had those horrible experiences. By the time you finish with them, a new group of people will have been scammed or wrecked in some way and they'll, they'll have their ears open, right? So it's... It's yeah. You can you can give that a uh, big pitch, but just focus on finding the people who are relevant and ready to hear it, and they'll will never run out of those people. And then it hits critical mass and just takes over the world. So yeah, that's my nice approach. One. Absolutely, that's yeah. Bang on, Jeremy. Couldn't agree more. Chris, go for it. Yeah, I was just going to say, I remember having this conversation in 2010, and I'm sure we're still going to be having this conversation in 2032. Uh, and it, it, it always comes down to, it, what is Bitcoin's killer feature? Is it money or is it censorship-resistant data? And for some reason, people love to separate these two things when I think the real answer is it's both. And in terms of the hook... Uh, we just have to meet people where they are. And, and, and you, you, that's just part of the onboarding process where you have, to, you have to just understand what the person's needs are that you're talking to and talk to that rather than try and have some canned you know, message. Um, so I really like what, you know, I do like the, 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 what emergent, the way emergent put it about scratching the dirt, you know, like don't emphasize the things that aren't important to people. Um, and I, I like Jeremy's, uh, you know, summary as well. Uh, but I guess that's just what I'll say on the on the subject is like this is an old conversation and it's probably never going to go away. And from my perspective, like it, it it's not about pu putting the emphasis on one or the other. Uh, it's really about meeting your audience where you, where they are. Exactly. I think I think this is I think we're all in agreement there. And just making sure that you understand all these different aspects, so you know what to talk about when you're talking with that person. Um, to to explain the fact that Bitcoin Cash is and this technology enables so many different things, and exactly the end game and many things, many of the wonderful products that comes out of it, we probably can't. No one here can even imagine it. Um, what I'm aware of now is that the time is cracking on. I'm actually uh, I'm at my nephew's party, and if I don't end up joining them again, I might be thrown out of the uh, out of Germany, <laughs> my German side of the family. Um, so thanks to everyone for joining and making uh, making this a great hangout. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed the conference. If you haven't seen it, please go and check out Roger Veer's um, YouTube channel. The whole live stream is there. It's about eight hours long, but it's got. Um, uh, markers in it so you can just go to the bits that interest you and skip it and if you don't understand the language I'm guessing that you can translate it I'm, uh, 
Uh, I'm not sure about that. Um, but it's it's great. It's fantastic. Hopefully, it'll get you hyped. Thanks again for the recording of that. For those that were there to do that, it was just I think the quality was so much higher than what I was expecting. Um, this Bitcoin Cash Hangout will be available for your offline enjoyment on rss.com forward slash podcasts forward slash fiendish crypto. And if you enjoyed the show and want to show your appreciation, please find a donation link pinned on Twitter at fiendish crypto. And don't forget to follow everyone on here. You know, anyone that's into Bitcoin Cash, just follow them um, and help each other, lift each other up. We need to be working a lot tighter with each other and and unifying ourselves. De uh, decentralized does not mean disorganized. Um, uh, so please, let's help each other and, you know, go out there and go and get some green glasses, guys. You know, if we can get just one, you know, one person wearing green glasses, it's really big. We can, even if they're not if a Bitcoin Cash, we can be like, hey, look, <laughs> they're one of us now. Um, join in the fun. Um, I am Fiendish Crypto. This was the final Bitcoin Cash Hangout. I wish you all a very good morning, good day, and good night. Take care.